heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Well, welcome back to the Growth Junkies Podcast. We are glad to be back here with you, picking up again on a series we're doing on our brand new book called what, Ben? Mega Life. Good job. How long is it brand new? Well, it's still brand new. Uh, they, they say a book is brand new for like two years. Oh, that's good. It's only been out for like a few months, yeah. so we're calling it brand new. Yeah, I like it. Mega Life, How to Live Without Fear. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to know how to overcome your fear, whatever that fear is, this book is for you. Yeah. So this is made for growth junkies. Growth junkies are people like us yes. who want to grow, develop, do the work to actually become better people. Yeah. So this is a book about the problem of fear and how pervasive it is and how all the stuff in the world has made it worse mm. from like pandemics to wars to politics and elections. To inflation, to inflation. threatening recession. Like oh. it's just ongoing, right? Never ending. It is a stressful world, Ben, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, very much so. Life and feels really crazy. It, it does, but it's fall in Boise, Kent. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It's a I beautiful time of year yep. here. Are you enjoying it so far? I am, except I'm sad that the uh, technical, like, official fishing season is coming to a close soon. What are you talking about? We well, have, like, another know, month and a half. October 31st, it kind of technically <laughs> comes to a close, and then it gets cold. It does get cold. So you got to learn to fish in the cold it's if you want It's starting to, to definitely, the chill is in the air. Yeah. Leaves are cold. changing. Yep. It is a nice place to be in the fall. Yes. So we, yeah, if you didn't know it, we are based here in the Treasure Valley in Idaho. Mm. And we get all the outdoor stuff. And so Ben and I, one of the things that we love about Idaho is not only do we have the city, we have nature. Yes. And we both love to fly fish and we like to ski. Which a little sidebar Mm -hmm. just related to people's stress levels, mental health, things like that is one of the antidepressants that a lot of people don't know about that's Mm -hmm. not a pill is to get outdoors. Yeah. To actually get sunlight in your eyes. Yep. Get outside. And if you care about your overall well-being as a growth junkie, which is a huge part of it, Mm -hmm. we need to be intentional about doing those things. Especially if you live like in Seattle or Portland. Yeah. Where (laughs) where it gets gloomy and gray, it's much worse. But for anybody anywhere, it's helpful. It is. So get some sun on your face today. One thing you can do as a growth junkie to actually physically change your life today is go out and get a little sun on your face. And if you could see green, like trees and and beautiful landscapes, that's helpful too. That's cool. Okay, well, there you go. Tip of the day. <laughs> I guess. Growth tip of the day from Ben and Ken. <laughs> so we um, are talking about our book, and we are actually have come to day 14. You can call it chapter 14. Uh, but basically, the way we designed this book is that you can work through it by days or by weeks mm-hmm. or by months, but to take it in pieces and then think about it. So what we did was we kind of worked through the problem of fear, and then we turned the page and talked about love. Mm-hmm. Because love really is the answer to the problem of fear. Right. And now what we're doing is digging deeply into how exactly love cures fear. Right. And this is one of the best chapters in the book, I think, one of the best days, because it strikes on the heart of what we're all about here at the Love and Transformation Institute, which is the curriculum that we use 
we created our own curriculum called the four dimensions of human health. Right. And it's in this workbook form and you can get it on Amazon and we use it in our leadership cohorts and in our consulting and training. And we've podcasted through every session of it. We podcasted well. every session on that book. And so if you want to go back and listen to the content of four dimensions, but today we get into day 14 where we actually talk about how love is a way of life. Yeah. And what we mean by that is love has effects on all the dimensions of our lives. I don't know if you know this, but we are multidimensional people. Yeah. You are not a one-dimensional person. In other words, you're not just a brain. You're not just a body. You're or not heart. just you're right. Or your skill set. Right. You are more than that. You are all those things. And so we are yeah. holistic in the way that we address issues in, in our lives. And so when we address issues, we look at in, in terms of how does it affect us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Right. And so what we want to do in many ways is rescue the concept of love from overly romantically designed definitions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We want to rescue love from romance. And what yeah. we mean by that is love can be romantic, but the world talks about love as though it's only romantic. Right. Love is only like lovey-dovey, you know, uh, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, lovey, kissy, kissy poetry. <laughs> it's not just that. Love actually provides a structure for all of living, or right? We, yeah, and, or we use the language of love to describe the things that we like. Yeah. The things that we're fond of. Yep. But extracting it out of the normal cultural ways that we think about it and bringing depth to it more texture. Mm -hmm. I love the word structure. Um, I often use the word architecture, mm -hmm. right? like giving the the view of like a building and how a building is built. Right. Yeah. It has it has framing to it and it has support and it has foundation. And I choose to think of love in in those terms. I had a client in here today because we do we see clients at the institute and we are walking through these processes mm -hmm. with people. And helping them to understand that reality of love, that it is multidimensional, that it has structure to it, as you as you said, and that it influences everything you're doing in life. Yep. And at the base, if you go to the base of your life and you go, philosophically, what am I about? You're putting something in that place mm -hmm. for how you're going to live all of life. You could choose success. You could choose fame. You could choose all kinds of words to put there. Yeah be an influencer, whatever it is, right? When you start to think about love in those terms and how it would inform the rest of the ways that you live in all the different facets of your life, it really does serve and function that way. And that's one of the things that we desire to do is to help people think about love in those terms. Yeah. And that's why we wrote it this way. And that's why we talk about these dimensions. Yeah, we wanted to reframe the idea and definition of love to include all ways of living, how we view our lives, not just like acting loving in certain ways, but what does it look like to actually build my life on love? So everything I do actually is driven by love. And this is like a real practical example that a lot of people wouldn't think about is how I treat my body. Let's make it really specific. How much sleep I get. Mm -hmm. Does there's, there's definite data that supports that you do way better when you sleep well. Mm -hmm. When you don't, it comes with a host of problems. Now, would you ever translate that as like sleeping helps me to love myself well. And mm -hmm. when I do that, I love others way better. Yeah. 
And that's the kind of things we're talking about is the, the practical implications of this are, are far reaching. Yeah. And we just don't, don't often think of it in those terms. Well, and it's critical because, I mean, as we talk about the, what we call the four dimensions, yes. you know, of human health, there are four dimensions that really are, we focus in on, um, all those dimensions affect each other. So like you said, sleeping, if you don't sleep well, it actually affects all the other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. You don't think as well. You don't relate as well. You're irritable and not kind. Right. 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 You get grumpy. You don't succeed at your tasks during the day. Mm -hmm. And so what part of being holistic in the way you look at human health is understanding that all four of those dimensions of, of human health have to be addressed. Right. You can't just choose one and say, I'm going to be great in this area and ignore all the other ones. And if one's out of control, it affects all the others. So you've got to address all four of them. It's sort of like having four beams in a building. Mm -hmm. You need all four of them to hold the building up. So right. when the storms come and rage against it, the building is sustained. And to your point, right? Like if... If you're great at one and mm -hmm. very weak in the others, like mm -hmm. that's a lopsided building. That's a building that's unstable. It needs right. to be balanced. Right. And that's definitely what we're after here is creating an approach that helps to build balance across the board. Yep. And so one thing we talk about in day 14 is this thing called integration. Integration is a term mm -hmm. you'll hear us talk about now and again. Yeah. But integration really is the ability to take all those elements and, and put them together. So it means to actually think in terms of the four dimensions of human health and then bring them together into one collective life. Right. So although I'm multidimensional, I'm still one person. So integration is the ability to take from all those dimensions and bring them together in a holistic way of living. So we talk about what we call the four dimensions of human health and how it drives integration. Yeah, and as a as a part of a four-piece four, uh, process, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just use this example of a client who walks in, sits down recently and goes, I need to become more loving. Yeah. Well, at that point, what's that person have? They have awareness, awareness of something they want to change in their life. Right. So then we undertake a conversation about love, what it is, what kind of tools the mm -hmm. this conversation right here. Most people don't necessarily think about love in this way. So it's, it's a transfer of information, right? Mm -hmm. But still you got awareness and information. Nothing has changed, right? Mm -hmm. you, nothing still has changed. The process of integration is where all of that awareness and information begins to move into life to create transformation, which is a byproduct, right? Right. Right. And, and this is what we have to understand. This process of integration, we talk about this mm -hmm. in the book is challenging. I often describe it as it's a big, you know, windy rope bridge over a canyon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like you take a couple steps and you're a little freaked out and then you come back across and then yeah. you, it's just, it's a challenging thing. So yeah. to not be discouraged if you get frustrated with the process of integrating new patterns, that's how right. we know that it's working. Right. So let me do this. Let me read from page 289, what we write in the book, and then we'll talk about it. Here's what we say in the book about the four dimensions of human health. We say this, having a structure for the integration process is essential for two reasons. It provides definition and context for categories of growth and also the means to evaluate progress. The truth about love is that it's functional and structural for all of life. When integrated, it influences your health in every way. And here they are, emotionally, relationally, intellectually, and vocationally. 
In time, this will equip you with the ability to know, want, and do what's in the best interest of others as well as the common good. And I think we, if we race past this, what I'm going to say next, we'd be getting ahead of ourselves. And this is mm-hmm. something that you and I have talked a lot about in recent days. Mm-hmm. There's a six-letter word there that you read, and the word health. Yeah. And the, the process of growth and health and how they relate to one another, mm-hmm. um, the importance that we realize what we need in these categories is we need to become healthy before we can grow. Right. Or there needs to be a certain level of health or a process of that developing, right? Mm-hmm. Trees that are unhealthy don't bear good fruit. In many ways, they don't bear any fruit. Right. They carry a fungus and die. Mm-hmm. So if we use that illustration to think about our lives, this is first and foremost about addressing health in these four areas. Mm-hmm. There might be some work that needs to be done emotionally and brokenness to help us become healthy so mm-hmm. that we can grow even more emotionally. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure we made that connection because yeah. it's something that you and I have been sharing about with one another a lot recently as, yeah. as a... As a a necessary progression to happen in a certain order. Yeah, it does come in order, healthy before you grow. And I think one of the big mistakes that we make is that we put ourselves in positions to grow, learn new things, new skills, new abilities, but we don't do any work on our health first. And here's the truth. You can try to learn all the skills, read all the books, go to all the workshops that you can possibly do. But <laughs> if you're not, there's plenty of it out there. There's tons <laughs> yeah. of resources out there, and then be really frustrated at why you're not growing. And the reason you're probably not growing is because you're not healthy. Mm-hmm. You can't grow until you first get health in your life. So when you ask about health in your life, there are four questions to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Number one, am I healthy emotionally? Mm-hmm. And that's a really important question. Many people never ask themselves that. Yeah, or how do you identify emotional unhealth? Right. Right? Just asking the question is good. And then being able to evaluate, like, what does it look like to be healthy emotionally? Right. right? And and that's the next step. You, You have to ask yourself, okay, am I healthy emotionally? Chances are I'm probably not. So, like, how would I know that if I wasn't? Mm -hmm. And then what can I do about that? Sure. Secondly, am I healthy relationally? In other words, are my relationships good? Or are they kind of all strained and tenuous and difficult? Or I'm really alone and I have no relationships? Or if they are, they're just not healthy relationships. Are you healthy relationally? Like if you're married, do you have a good relationship with your spouse? Do you have children? Do you have a good relationship with them and they with you? Do you have any real close friends? How about your biological family and extended family? Do you have good relationships or not? Those are good questions to ask yourself. And the answer should be, well, you know what? I have some health here, but I'm not healthy there. And it opens our eyes to say, I have work to do. But you can't really grow relationally until you admit the fact that there's some lack of health there. Right. Third question, am I healthy intellectually? And we're not, this is not the question like, am I crazy or not? You're not asking like, am I nuts? Yeah, that would fall more in like the emotional health. That's different. (laughs) If you're saying healthy intellectually, that means, am I thinking right about the world? Right. Am I looking through clear eyes? Do I have a good philosophy of life? And does it work? Does it work? Is your perception of reality accurate in the yeah. way it functions? Or are you trying things in your life that actually don't work? Yeah. And as a result, you're creating more stress, more anxiety, potential depression for yourself mm-hmm. because you're trying things that 
that don't work. You you and I fly fish. People know this, yeah, right? Yeah. Like being a good fly fisher, I have to take something that's fake and not real mm-hmm. and convince a fish that it's true and real. Which is harder than it sounds. It is harder than it sounds. Yes. At times. Especially on gin-colored water, man. <laughs> Tough. Where they can see everything. Yes. But yet, when you actually accomplish that, and you're going to be like, you guys are horrible human beings for doing this. But we're not. Trust me. <laughs> we're not horrible human beings. It's, we catch and release, Ben. Catch yes, and release. Exactly. Yeah. We are very mindful of the environment. Yes. The, the when you hook a fish with a fly that's not real, automatically there's a response to the unpredictability of what just happened to them. Right, and they shake their head. Mm-hmm. The other day, I had one skating across the water, and it's it's because that is not what they expected. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a common experience for people today in our world. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly unpredictable. Yep, and much of it is due to how they're thinking about what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. What is worth trusting and not trusting? What is real and not real? Mm-hmm. And you have to make some decisions about these things. It's This is particularly hard on our next generation. It is. Because of what they're inundated by. Well, because it's confusing. There's a, there's a ton of competing exactly. philosophies right. out there. Exactly right. And quite honestly, there's very few cohesive ones. They overlap constantly. Like I talk to people all the time who say, well, I have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that. And I kind of create my own philosophy of life. Right. Here's the thing about that. It doesn't work. <laughs> And we're finding that out is like, yeah. I need a, a, a philosophy of life that actually works in all situations. Right. It's consistent. And one thing we talk about in That's this dependable, book. dependable, right? Dependable is that it has to come from without. We don't invent our own philosophies. Right. And the more subjective your philosophy is, the chances are the, the more it doesn't work. Well, the more subjective it is, the more unpredictable it is. Yes. And the single greatest cause of anxiety is unpredictability. That's right. Which That's is... True. The key word today, the mm-hmm. the interchange on the streets of talking to people is just like, I'm so anxious all the time. Right. Well, how unpredictable is your life? Mm-hmm. And can you create stability? And that's that's mm-hmm. what really this is about. Yeah. As you begin to address these areas, it creates a structure and a stability of your, in your life and a predictability. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what we need to yeah. be healthy yep. is stability. Yeah. Once you understand the world and you see it for what it is, it's easier to live in it. Yeah. You know, it is. And then the fourth question is, am I healthy vocationally? This one needs some explanation because people are like, what do you mean vocationally? <laughs> My job? Well, it? vocation comes from a Latin word vocare, which means calling. Mm-hmm. So you hear people talk about having a calling, like, like I was made for this. I was designed for this. I'm yeah. hardwired for this. Right. It's like doing what you love for a living. It's not just a job. It's something that you feel you were you were really designed to do for other people. Some say calling is about finding the world's need and its connection to what you have to offer. And when you find that connection, that's your calling. But a calling also suggests that there's a caller. And right. so people know you and me, Ben, we are right. followers of Jesus. So we believe that the caller is the God of the Bible. Right. So it kind of gives definition to, okay, so what has call, what has God called me or created me to do with my life? So a lot of what we do here uh, with the growth junkies is our calling. Mm-hmm. You and I are really called to come alongside other people to help them get healthy and grow. Yeah. So we take this stuff very seriously. So one of the things we want to help people do is figure out what they're designed and made to do. People are struggling everywhere with their jobs, like, you know, delivering pizzas or fixing pipes or working on streets or maybe creating contracts and feeling really empty and lost. And like, this is not what really fires me up. So finding out what you were designed to do is critically important. And one of the points we make about vocational health is that 
a lot of us are misled to think that we all have like our own distinct, unique vocation. But vocation really is something we're all called to do together, and it is loving others. <laughs> what doing, if you you can do whatever you want as long as you love people well? Yeah, with with the uniqueness in your design. Sure. I think where a lot of people feel handicapped is they don't know themselves that well. Mm-hmm. And the fact is we all – there are three things, and it's maybe not an exhaustive list, but this, it's enough for the sake of this discussion. Everyone has influence. Mm-hmm. Everyone has capacities mm-hmm. and capabilities. When we when the research was done on on the words that where we where we draw this framework from, because it's like, oh, that's a pretty interesting framework. Where does it come from? Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing: we're not that brilliant, but the God of the Bible, the Creator, is. Yeah. And and when Jesus is asked, you know, what is most important? What's mm-hmm. the greatest command? He says, "Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength." Right. Well, the strength category. When you look at the original language of the Greek and Latin, it communicates this idea of vocation. Yeah. And it's power, capabilities, capacities, and influence. Yeah. Every one of us has that. And That's it, right. It, but if we don't understand how we're wired, if we don't mm-hmm. have a sense for our worth and value and our gifts, it's hard to put that into practice. Mm-hmm. It's hard to love well with your strength and your vocation if you don't know those things about yourself. Yeah. I think many people feel very handicapped when it comes to understanding how they're designed. Yeah. Or, or they feel like... There are parts of them that are just really bad yeah. and not accepted in the world. Right. And in a world that pushes for performance and optimization and achievement and success, you would do well to stop for a period of time and go, who am I in this? Yeah. How am I built? Yeah. And then to make some decisions about vocation from there. Yeah. Maybe we're working backwards and, and deep diving into categories a little bit and starting with vocation first and going mm-hmm. backwards. Mm-hmm. But... The, the, the Latin word is so unique, yeah. vacare, and yeah. to call or summon, right. right? In the 70s, it gets hijacked by the, by the unions, and mm-hmm. we think about it as job. But here's the thing. It's way more than that. Yeah. Job, career is not the same thing as vocation. Yeah. Vocation is way deeper. Right. It's about the way you're wired, and it's deep. And I think a lot of people are really confused about their health vocationally because they don't know who they are. They don't know what they're here to do. And when you find it, it's exhilarating. Like, like the old uh, illustration in the movie Chariots of Fire about Eric Little, yeah, the runner. Right. He's running, and one of the great uh, revelations in that movie is he said something that captivates me and others, this statement about, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I was made and put on this earth to do. This is my unique contribution. Yeah. This is my unique role. So how can I run to the best of my ability? So Eric Little found running. And for you, it may not be running. It might be something else. And he was more than that. Yeah. He was also a missionary. Right. right? There, was a, there was a landscape to his life mm-hmm. where the texture and design of who he was was informing multiple environments that he went through, right? Right. Some people will have the luxury of like an Eric Little and will find yeah. that piece to be able to say that. Yeah. What we're talking about here is when you get a really good sense for your design and how you're wired and all those things, the way you're designed to influence, you could take that into any job. Now you're just looking for how to use those things in the job you have, right? Yeah. Versus yeah. the job telling you who you are. Yeah. And and that's a very different mindset. It's marvelous. I mean, in many ways, it answers the big question about can you do a job that maybe isn't your thing? Maybe it's not the driving force of your life and you still lean into your vocation? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. 
You can, because more about how you go about that job. Which is the more typical reality for people. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, there's no guarantee yeah. that we're going to have jobs that we love to do. Right. That's a, that's a real luxury and privilege. Right. Um, so we have to figure out how to do them, do them well, and maybe even enjoy them, even if it's not something that we... Yeah. Um, would choose to do. So right? these are the four categories, the four questions. Am I healthy emotionally? Am I healthy relationally? Am I healthy intellectually? Am I healthy vocationally? So the reason we landed on those four is because what you just said, Ben, is that, you know, those are the things that Jesus talked about. Like those are the four big things that really comprise a person. They're really four-dimensional creatures in that way. And whether that's exhaustive or not, it seems to be pretty clear that those are really important. So we say, you know what? That's a way of life. A way of life is to really think in terms of the fact that you and I, we as growth junkies are four-dimensional creatures. So what am I doing to address those four things? And then secondly, how am I bringing those four things together in my life Mm -hmm. to make maximum impact, to have the greatest experience I can have in this world by leaning into who I am and becoming healthy and then growing those things. And I want to make sure that we revisit a concept that we introduced uh, a few days back of transformational love. Yeah. If you go back in the podcast mm-hmm. for this book, you'll see a conversation or sorry, hear a conversation of Kent and I talking about the differences between unconditional love and transformational love and why we choose that phraseology. And we do it because many people love the idea of of wanting to change the world, right? Or influence their environments. But we, we think that's just going to happen by happenstance, mm-hmm. right? That was kind of uh, alliteration, maybe? That was good. Pretty I, good. I, I don't know. Poetry, Ben. Anyway, but the, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. You, there's a way that you influence your environment right. transformationally. Right. And that's why we choose that perspective. Yeah. How do we grow and change and how do things transform and, and what needs to take place in that process mm-hmm. for it to work well? Yep. And, and versus just assuming it's going to happen. Right. And, and I'll add this. This is really important, I think, because, you know, when Jesus was asked that question, you know, to love the Lord your God with heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself, there's three levels to that. There's this vertical one with God, there's this yeah. horizontal with others, and there's this internal one with myself. That kind of covers the whole gamut. In the sense of being healthy and growing. Yeah. And the, the key there is how do you integrate those four things? The one thing that holds those together is love. Love yeah. is what makes us healthy emotionally. In other words, knowing who I am, knowing that I'm loved and I'm able to love others, answers some critical questions about why I'm on this earth, why I'm supposed to have good relationships, why I'm supposed to have a good self-image of myself and a clear view of the world. The thing that brings those together in integration is love. Love makes us healthy emotionally, relationally, intellectually, mm-hmm. and vocationally. Mm-hmm. That's the key, folks, is love is the key to integrate the, the four of those. And and recently I created a graphic for a talk that I did on this, and and uh, I haven't shown it to you yet, but it's, it's this triangle. We've used this language before, but it's yeah. we love God holistically. Mm-hmm. We love others intentionally. We love ourselves appropriately. Yes. And those things are working in concert with one another. Mm -hmm. Most, a lot of times people don't have the love God holistically piece as a part of this. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll speak for myself on this where I'm really hoping we're casting vision to people on this is like, if you're looking for a framework for your life, a process system, paradigm, I don't care what word you use, Mm -hmm. that can give you structure for how to begin pursuing becoming a loving person and how that can influence 
all aspects of your life, maybe this is a good one for you. Yes. It covers a ton of ground. It will keep you occupied for a really long time. Yeah. Like a lifetime. Yeah. It (laughs) occupies us. Right. Here we are talking about it. We can talk about this all day long, every day, forever and ever, because it's central to everything. Yes. Who I am as a person affects everything I do, everywhere I go. Every experience I encounter is driven by who I am as a person. So we talk a lot about character. Your character is multidimensional. It's about being strong and healthy Mm. in all the areas of your life or the four beams of the building. So if anything, this is the challenge for our listeners is to really do some deep introspection and to ask yourself, am I really healthy in those four areas? Do I have a really good view and sense of myself? And my place in this world? Mm-hmm. Do I have a really good experience relationally with others in my life? Do I have good relationships? Do I have a really solid, dependable way of looking at the world and interpreting my experiences? Mm-hmm. And do I have a good sense of really what I'm here to do? The way that I can do my job to the best of my ability and get fulfilled from it. If you feel like you can't answer all those and you can't affirmatively say those are true of me, then you, welcome to the party, have work to do. Because <laughs> growth junkies are always committed to working. Yeah. None of us ever arrive at all four of those. We're always working on them all the time. And there might be one of those you say, that's the area I need to focus right now. But part of our four dimensions curriculum is the idea that you can bounce around and deal with all four of them. All the time. And so if you feel like that about your life, and I'm sure every one of us, if we're honest, is going to say, yeah, I have deficits in all those areas or opportunities, right? Yeah. Well, hey, great. Like, there is a four dimensions curriculum. How about that? There's 40 different sessions of things you can explore. And we want our listeners to know, like, we're not done yet. Like, we're not finished with this. Right. Like, we're going to be doing some things in the near future with the four dimensions to take it up a notch. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we we like the resource and we think it's valuable and helpful. It's been that for our own lives. Well, it's been around for two thousand years, <laughs> right? The framework kind of has historical yeah. precedent. All you know? we did was just ask some questions, yeah. and, and build some things, yeah. And, and the framework is sound, right? So we want to encourage you to use those things, but we're also we're going to be bringing more, yeah. Join a group of people mm-hmm. that are thinking the same way, yeah. Where. When this reaches its uh, pinnacle for me, mm-hmm. you can speak for yourself, mm-hmm. is when there's conversations happening amongst groups of people, tribe of sorts that's been formed that's going, this is the framework we've adopted and we've been sharing notes and we've been talking about it. We've been encouraging yeah. one another. We've been talking about different processes that have worked or not worked. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to create. It's happening. Yeah. And over time, it will continue to happen. We, From the very beginning of this podcast, eons ago, we started the Growth Junkies. Eons ago. Eons ago, we talked about how Growth Junkies was an opportunity to process life out loud. Yeah. Process. Yeah, that's right. We're in process. And we wanted to create communities of people around the world who, who are in process. and But are they intentional about the process? So the question is, what are we processing? We're processing these dimensions. So you might be wondering, well, great, where do I get this information on the four dimensions? Well, there's a book. The Institute created a book. It's a workbook called The Four Dimensions of Human Health. Yep. And you can get it on Amazon. And by the way, you can get it in three languages, Ben. You can get it not just in English, but Portuguese and Spanish. Yeah, I guess this is our shameless plug. Shameless plug. But that's what we do yeah, here. Right. If The thing is, in Mega Life, we lead to a place where we say, okay, 
if love is the answer to the problem of fear, how do I develop love in my life? And the answer is structurally. So go get the workbook right. and begin working on it. Yep. It's a great process. We invite you to do it. You know, we want, uh, we want you to be resourced in these things. Our desire and hope is to be helpful. Yeah. And that, that's really where we're coming from. And so pick it up, take a look, try it on for size and interact, like connect with us in and around it. There's, there's other information and audios and podcasts out there to listen as well. But like I said, there's more to come. So thanks for tuning in today to the Growth Junkies. We're glad you joined us. Um, we will continue this conversation again and talk about day 15 next time. So if you want to learn more about us, go to loveandtransformation.org. You can find us on our website. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Growth Junkies podcast. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook to join the community and check out the Four Dimensions book on Amazon or through our website, loveandtransformation.org.